Hello and welcome. Uh, my name is Steve Pugh. It's 1pm on Thursday at some day in September. I'll be honest, I've kind of lost track. Um, so my name is Steve Pugh. I do a, a growth strategy podcast called the Growth Strategy Podcast. And what I try and do is introduce you to interesting people that I believe can help your business or career. And in the past, we've spoke to a lot of, I guess, business owners and specialists on different topics and whatever. And there's an avid reader. And we're going to talk about some various different books today, which I'll show you, which look like some of these. Um, one of the topics that I actually got interested in, and ironically, I got interested in it because of Katie and an interview she did with a chap called Paul Lancaster. Um, we're going to talk about something called stoicism. And if you don't know what it is, Katie will explain it. But actually, just in terms of a mindset, it's not a hack it's just a trick it's a mentality but actually i think it's super super valuable so if you join us for the next kind of 40 minutes hopefully this might be interesting and then likewise if you join us for uh, it all gets clipped up and stuff onto youtube as well so if you want to find out more or whatever about myself and katie you know feel free to join us and also if you comment in the chat it should pop up on my screen as well so hi david for the first person to chat david actually edits on my videos, so i appreciate it when he joins in uh, but no please get in touch and uh, katie i will introduce you so there we go. Uh, everyone can now see you and hear you. So would you like to say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. So thanks for the opportunity, Steve. No, cool. It's uh, So we've been trying to set this up for a little while. Um, <laughs> My what's fault quite... it wasn't earlier. <laughs> but no, no, but like what's quite funny is that with, um, I always, I, my, I have a very visual memory. So ironically, I remember where I was when I was listening to the podcast and it was the interview you with Paul Lancaster. And you're always saying that at the time you were quite nervous about doing interviews and stuff as well. So it took me a while to try and encourage you to do it. But actually, there's nothing to kind of worry about. But I was ironically in a McDonald's car park. And it's just <laughs> that it's one of my vices that actually I've been good for about three months. I haven't had a McDonald's breakfast, but today I broke again. But it's almost fitting that it's also the day that we get to chat as well, which is yeah. cool. Um, so would you like to tell people just a bit about uh, yourself, who you are, that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm deeply passionate about stoicism. I love it. I try my very hardest to live my life according to the stoic virtues and values. So the four virtues are courage, justice, wisdom, and temperance. So I'm not always successful at being stoic in life, but we're all human and sometimes a mess up. But I always manage to find my way back to the philosophy and it's it's really helped us to be a stronger person. So adopting a stoic mindset has allowed me to handle life's difficulties, but also just live a more tranquil life. So my brand, The Savvy Stoic, is all about helping people to learn about stoicism so that they can live well and find order amongst the chaos. So um, as well as that, I also study an undergraduate degree. So I'm a student at Newcastle University and I study classics, business and philosophy. Mm -hmm. So I do a little bit of everything. I love it. It's a really good degree. Um, all, all of last year was online. So this year, it seems like we're all going to be in person teaching. So I'm so excited to get back to, to campus because that'll be lovely. Um, so that's what I do. I split my time between writing and talking about stoicism and doing my studies. Because what I, I find quite cool is that with... Um... So I'm a, an engineer, as I talk to a lot of people kind of about, but I think as you go through your career, you get hobbies and interests and often that changes and almost evolves because you, you get good at something. So like I, I've always loved photography and I've since evolved that into video and stuff as well. But actually, you know, I've always been passionate about business related stuff and almost self-improvement, personal development stuff. And I, when I discovered stoicism via you, what was quite funny is that just, I still find that quite funny. Um, it's, it applies to so much of your life that actually we've all been through really tough times, you know, families, illnesses, deaths, um, whatever. But one of the big things that almost has been a, a key theme throughout my story ever since, I guess, probably age 16, you know, through to now, is that when things do go wrong or it's not perfect or whatever, it's the mindset to just keep going, not let it drag you down almost, you know. But it, it's, I think often in life you get people who, your mindset can make such a huge difference to if you use it as fuel and fire to actually go on and achieve stuff or almost let it defeat you and use it as the excuse to why you don't and almost the stoicism which obviously you can jump in and, and tell us all about but it seems to really articulate that in a very good way better than i ever could but the point is i think it's genuinely relevant to everyone that we all go through shit times we all have ambitions but actually embrace it own it it is what it is we can't change it so actually just make the most of it and i think it's a really important mindset to to kind of learn if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely well it is it's so by adopting a stoic mindset like you said we're all going to go through difficult times we're going to lose loved ones we're going to 
things are just going to happen that are outside of your control so you have to you have to deal with them whether you want to deal with them or not so stoicism allows you to embrace the situation and kind of view it it's it's hard to do but view it in a positive light because mm-hmm. the stoics like to say like so the four virtues which i just mentioned courage justice wisdom and temperance every opportunity in life is a situation for you to practice either one or all of them for virtues. So that's why like stoic ethics basically says um, virtue is good and vice is bad. It's really, really simple. Um, so virtue is really important for the stoics. And it goes back to like the mindset of how you view the situation. If you have a strong mindset, then you are able to handle whatever life throws your way. Cause mm-hmm. I truly believe that you can either be your own best friend or your worst enemy. Like, and it's just about kind of controlling your thoughts and and how you respond to a situation as opposed to just like being negative and seeing it as a bad thing, if you like. So yeah. how, can I ask, how did you discover this? How did you get into it? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've, I've always been in a personal development like you. I've, I love self-help stuff. I love YouTube videos, podcasts, stuff like that. Um, honestly, I just, I love it. Like, I, I just love listening to stuff. And I'm, I'm guessing a lot of the audience would have heard of Tim Ferriss, an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's a stoic, like he's properly into stoicism. And I came across a video that was, what was it called? I think it was how to apply stoic philosophy to your life. And it was just a really short video. Um, and in the video, he talks about Seneca's moral letters to Lucilius. So Seneca is one of the three main stoics, the Roman stoics anyways, alongside Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus. And I'd never heard about stoicism as sort of in the philosophy, mm-hmm. not like I am now, but I, I delved into a little bit of Alan Watts, which is like Zen Buddhism philosophy. It's really good. Um, so anyways, I watched this video and I was like, this sounds really interesting. I was like, if it's going to work for Tim Ferriss, then might as well give it a go and see what it's like. And at the time, I was, um, so it was the back end of 2017, and I was going through some like personal stuff. My mum wasn't very well, and I was going to and from her flat every day. And I'd either walk or like ride my BMX. But if I, if I walk there, I'd like stick some headphones in, listen mm-hmm. to a podcast or whatever. So I downloaded the audiobook was walking to and from um and if anyone's watched my interview on for Newcastle Startup Week you'll know this story but for people who haven't watched that I'll, I'll relay it again um so I downloaded it was walking to my mum's um stuck my headphones in my headphones just weren't working and I was like this is not happening I was so frustrated I was obviously very unstoic at the time but I was like I want to listen to these letters so um I'd literally just ended up blasting Seneca out of my phone, walking down the street. I was like, I don't care what people think right now. I was like, I'm just going to blast this. Um, so that was my first dip into Stoicism. And then obviously I found the Daily Stoic, which oh, they create amazing Stoicism content. So they do like little podcasts that are about three minutes each day, but they started doing longer ones on the weekend now. Um, so I just literally went down the rabbit hole of stoicism. I just started listening to all their podcasts, watching the YouTube videos, reading articles online. Then I got um I got it wasn't this one, like it was the it was the cheap by daily stoic, but then I got this, which is it's like my stoic Bible. It's amazing. So I highly recommend it if anyone like enjoys this. Um and then uh listen to a book i don't know if i've taught you about it how to think like a roman emperor by you've Donald told me Watts. about it but i haven't uh, read it it is amazing honestly it's so good and then that inspired us to read meditations which is just one i haven't read it yet either but <laughs> you're gonna love it honestly it's amazing so um it's just such an amazing book and after that i was hooked i was like this is this is something that I just cannot live without. And mm-hmm. obviously it's been like a journey and it'll continue to be a journey of like personal growth and getting better. But just looking back from where I was, it's helped us with anxiety. Like it's helped us with overthinking. It's just helped us to be more productive. It's helped us to appreciate the people in my life more. We'll talk more about like certain principles that people can apply to the life to, to actually practice stoicism. But that video, just from watching it and then from delving into content, that's how I've really got into stoicism. Yeah, cool. I must admit, so to prepare for this interview, I ordered the Ryan Holiday, 
the obstacle is the way. And actually, I do book reviews, as I'm sure you know. And I'll be honest, I gave it 10 out of 10. Um, because what was quite funny is that with, for me, everyone has a core skill set, whatever that is. But actually, I love it when you can bolt on things which you can then use and apply regardless of what it is. And throughout the book, when he talks about genuine examples of different people from history that have used the different stoic kind of principles that you know but almost when i don't think we've yet gone into what they are and how people can use them and that kind of thing which we will do but actually when you when you have real world examples from Roman emperors or abraham lincoln or whichever thomas jefferson i think was one of them um it just it brings it home because all of those people are people i respect in a way that just as a prime example so tim ferris is like a modern day celebrity that he's done a lot of quite cool stuff but I don't respect him in the same way that I would a major historical figure, etc. But th what that does, it just added a lot more credibility to it for me. Yeah. Um, so I tell you, we've got a few, the four different virtues. Can we almost tackle them one by one? Is that cool? Yeah. So I've got like, I've got um, a quote here as well to like read out. Because so there's, there's so much to this philosophy that I'll end up doing an interview and then I'm like, Katie, you forgot to see this or this or this. So I have some notes, but we'll do it. Okay. So like, the Stoics classified um, virtue is massively important, but they classified virtue into four different um, main ones. So you've got courage, justice, wisdom, and temperance. I actually have have a little coin here, which is one of the coins that I carry every single day. So I have have lots of other ones, but this one just comes with us every single day. And it's got on the back a quote that says, "Try not to exchange them for others." So try not to exchange these virtues for vices, which is it's a quote from Marcus Aurelius. So um, as I mentioned, the Stoics believed that virtue was like the highest good. So I have another coin here, which says summum bonum. And it's a Latin phrase from, I don't know if you've heard of Cicero, who was a Roman orator. Um, so virtue for the Stoics is the highest good. Um, and it, it's it's just so important for, for the philosophy as a whole. So the belief that virtue was sufficient for happiness. So that's, if you live virtuously, if you live well, you're going to be happy. Um, and it's the only true good in life for the Stoics. So some people in, in this materialistic world, obviously people think that cars are good, money's good, stuff like that. The problem with that is for something to be good for the Stoics is it has to be good in all circumstances. Okay. Virtue can be good in all circumstances, but money, you could use money for good. You could give it a charity. I could use money for bad, but like something bad. So it can be good in all circumstances. So virtue is good, vice is bad. Everything else falls in this gray category of indifference. Mm -hmm. So the Stoics say that health is to be preferred as opposed to illness, but you don't need it to be happy. You don't need it to live a good life. And um, it's a weird, weird way of thinking because obviously you would prefer to be healthy. You'd prefer to be wealthy, but you can be happy when you don't have them things still. Mm -hmm. So um, virtue, most important thing for the Stoics. Um, and they believe that every situation in life was an opportunity to practice one of the mm -hmm. four virtues or all of them, whatever it may be. So courage, are you brave? Like, and this little coin has, um, the, the symbol is a lion. So I don't know if people can see there. But, um, so like, this is all about endurance, confidence, high-mindedness, cheerfulness. Um, and it's really hard to live a good life if you stay in your comfort zone, if you're not able to stand up for what you believe in or mm -hmm. be courageous and and just stand up for what really matters. So courage is a really important one for the Stoics. The next one's moderation. It says temperance on this coin, but that's more of an older term, but you can say moderation. Um, and this is all about like self-discipline. So you've got good discipline, modesty, self-control. And that's that's really important because obviously you've got all of the other virtues, but you need to know like in what situation, what virtue should I give to this? So have you heard of Aristotle? Yes, he was an of course I, yeah. yeah. So he created his take on ethics. He wrote a book called The Nicomachean Ethics. Um, and he created this thing called the golden mean. So basically virtue is bang in the middle between deficiency and excess. So you have, if we're gonna take courage, courage is the virtue, which is in the middle. Excess is rashness. 
and the deficiency would be cowardice. Mm-hmm. So you see how that golden mean, you could take any virtue and apply it to that. But moderation is really important because you have to you have to be moderate and not be too like excessive with a virtue or too, too um, deficient. So then you've got justice, which is how do you treat other people? Are you fair? Are you honest? Are you respectful towards them? So when, when people think of justice in today's society, you kind of think of the judicial system. Mm-hmm. This is more like social justice. So how how you treat other people? Are you fair? Are you are you nice in how you deal with people? And then the last one is wisdom. So this is good sense, good calculation, quick wittedness. Are you resourceful? Um, and this is really important because obviously you need to be wise in order to know how to apply all these other virtues to a situation. Um, So they're all essential, they're all interlinked together, but you need wisdom to know what virtue to use. And um, there's a a word called arete, which is excellence in Greek. Um, And the Stoics believed that like excellence was mental mental strength basically it's um it's being rational it's being your best self so they're really important and there's a quote from Marcus Aurelius here which says if at some point in your life you should come across anything better than justice truth self-control courage it must be an extraordinary thing indeed so Obviously, the Stoics hold virtue higher than anything else. And that's Marcus Aurelius is saying, if you can find anything better, then it must be amazing. But there's nothing better than them virtues. So it's like the, the bedrock of, of Stoicism, basically. Because I think what's also interesting is that, you know, this is coming from a Roman emperor that literally ruled half the world. And if someone yeah. like that, who has all the power and the ability to abuse it as others did and have almost you know it, it uh, again adds more weight to it than just a philosopher and strangely i'm quite, i watch these really interesting bbc programs on uh it was socrates confucius and the buddha um, was, it, was it bethany hughes yes it was yeah i've watched them too they're amazing but they were really really good and it was just um I, I just stumbled across them but the point is almost there's so much stuff that we can learn and then even before we jumped on this call we were talking about you know i've done loads of these now but i still get nervous doing it but actually for where I want to do I, I quite like pushing myself out the comfort zone and trying to change okay. a few different things and it's you know but everything you're talking about all the different kind of virtues you like so again so with the roadmap thing you know it's got nothing to do with making money actually it's trying to help people otherwise otherwise wouldn't have access to business education stuff but actually you know that's what makes me happy and one of the big things I almost learned probably in my mid 30s so I'm 38 now and I reckon probably 34 ish was just almost contentment so i knew what actually made me happy and it wasn't the cars or the salaries or whatever it was maybe a subset of that but actually for me it's the fulfillment of creativity and doing stuff and giving back and talking to people you know that's what actually makes me happy and it has nothing to do with um, money but actually money still enables me to do the stuff if that makes sense yeah yeah well that's what the stoics are saying so like stoicism is so it's heavily based on another ancient philosophy called cynicism. So um, the cynics were really austere and they believed that you didn't need much apart, well, you didn't need anything apart from virtue to be happy. So Zeno, I, I don't know if I've said so, obviously Zeno was the founder of Stoicism. And he, he came from a family of wealthy Phoenician merchants who sold this really expensive commodity. It was Tyrian dye. And basically it was used to dye the, um, the robes of, aristocrats and emperors and everything um so it was really expensive to make and the story goes that he was sailing to athens the Piraeus, the port city and suffered a terrible shipwreck so he lost everything and just narrowly escaped with his life so he went to athens um basically he didn't have anything and he he stumbled across like a, a book stall and picked up a book about socrates so the the founding father of western philosophy and then um, he looked at the bookseller and he was like, where can I find a man like this? And he pointed to a man walking past who was a cynic philosopher. So Zeno studied under all of these other schools of philosophy. So the cynics, um, Aristotelian philosophy, Plato's academy, um, skeptics, he just took what he liked from them philosophies and then made stoicism. Um, so it's it's got like roots in other philosophies and stuff, but it's just, it's really it's it's really interesting to see like how how 
how it came to be from such a terrible disaster because obviously stoicism is all about overcoming um, overcoming adversity and becoming a stronger person and um Zeno literally lost everything and says like fortune was really good to bring him to philosophy so it's just it's a lovely story it's quite fitting for for philosophy almost do you ever it's a you know slightly cheesy probably 1980s modern taken it but uh, Tony Robbins a lot of the stuff that he talks about in especially there's a book called awaken the giant within a lot of that is to do with how actually for it's how people view bad things that happen to them and almost you can either you know let it um you know drive you on and really fuel you or you can let it kill you and it was funny actually i'd already read it and i bought it for mum after uh after a close family relative died of cancer and it was just i think there's so much stuff that relates to this of how people can then apply it in the real world that likewise you know if i was to get cancer today yes you know it wouldn't be good but i would still try and make the most of it and i think sometimes because there's three um topics that we're going to talk on i can only actually say one of them which is memento more i can't say the other two can we start with that and then kind of move on to it do you know what it is i was looking for my coin i told you before we went live so i've got like everyone watching i've got loads of coins which are like daily stoic medallions and i have a memento mori coin which i have misplaced today so unfortunately we're not going to say that but memento mori is a latin phrase and it means remember you will die so it's a it's it's an exercise in which you contemplate your own mortality and i know this might sound really grim to people but it's not it's not meant to be like just pessimistic and morbid and negative you actually can find value from contemplating your mortality so i've got some quotes here which are from seneca marcus aurelius and epictetus which which are about memento mori so um it is let this is from seneca let us prepare our minds as if we'd come to the very end of our life let us postpone nothing let us balance life's books each day the one who puts the finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time so by really thinking about the fact that you will die and i, I find it so amazing that like it's the more certain uncertainty like when we don't know how we're gonna die we don't know when we're gonna die but we will yeah but we're gonna die and so many people just like put it off and don't think about it and it is really scary like it's we're we're like humans or self-preservation we want to survive but um we will die and Seneca talks about here let us postpone nothing so one of the benefits is that it allows you to realize that life's fleeting and it just allows you to to really prioritize what matters to you so like obviously like it's sad to think about your family members dying it's 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 really upsetting but it allows you to treat them better you you have them here right now so like i think i use an example in one of my other interviews if you're if you're having an argument with your wife or whatever it may be i'm having an argument with my partner um just imagine for a moment that you will die or they will die so how do you choose to respond to that are you going to continue the argument say it's something petty or whatever or you could just like say i love you and this is a waste of your time and we should just like enjoy each other's company and so and so so um it allows you to prioritize what matters but also like i used to be such a stress head i'm still a bit of a stress head but i used to be such a stress head so if you think of a problem that you're dealing with in the face of death it really becomes quite trivial like it's so that's another benefit of it Um, i think just before you move on and like we even joked because the last interview i did my camera froze and it was a bit it wasn't ideal i'll be honest but let's face it not it's a first world problem oh no this uh, po- live stream podcasting who cares nobody even watch. but the point is like we often do worry about stuff or i worry about are my clients happy or you know what time am i going to be home for tea my point is just small stuff that we worry about when actually in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter yeah and it's, it's just really meaningless so it's very it's quite it's quite freeing in a way but I'm, I'm totally with you that especially after having closely family members die it means that the time that i do get to spend with the others I actually appreciate a lot more because I know it's going to happen if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely so I've like I've lost a lot of family members like from from when I was 11 I lost my dad and that was like my sole carer so obviously like mortality I I got to grips with quite quickly and so I think that I don't know if that makes me be able to like handle this this principle of it better to think about it um 
but it really does like the people that I love in my life, I'm going to give them my full attention because now is now in the future they might not be here tomorrow we might not be here so just mm. the fact that people are watching this video right now it might just be something that you do all the time you might just watch youtube videos and not even think about how lucky you are that you woke up this morning mm. and got to have this day like it's a wonderful thing so um there's another quote by marcus aurelius and this is this is actually the quote that's on the back of my coin which i kind of find so um you could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do and say and think. So this this reminds you to be a good person and live virtuously. So for the for the Stoics, obviously that's massively important. And Marcus Aurelius here is saying like, just remember that any second you could go. So now is your time to like live life to the full. Um, and this is from Epictetus. Keep death. Keep death and exile before your eyes each day, along with everything that seems terrible by doing so. You'll never have a base thought, nor will you have excess desire. So what we were just talking about there, like all of the things that you think really, well, that bother you are really meaningless in the face of death. It's pointless. And there's, I was reading a really good article by, um, there's, there's a, a person online called the Irish Stoic. He shares awesome content. And I was reading an article all about Memento Mori, which he, um, he wrote. And this is, there was a quote from Steve Jobs in it. And I thought it was awesome. So I thought I'd share it. Remembering I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in my life. Things just fall away in the face of death. So that's what Steve Jobs said. And it is it's really really true like it's it helps you just step back and see things clearly was that that was from his famous uh, it was the harvard graduation speech yeah and yeah. he'd already um well su suffered and then recovered from cancer once and obviously he died after you know after that but it, it made it makes a really valid point that you know we're all only here for a certain amount of time and actually uh, you know I speak to, I was talking to someone recently and we're talking about being, trying to be a perfectionist and just trying to do the best we can with stuff. But it's almost, I think when, you know, I would prefer to try my best and fail than half arse it. But likewise, I don't, you know, so at some point I will die or I'll be on my deathbed. I just want to be able to know, you know, what, I did my best. And that, you know, that's the one thing for me that I just, you know, anyway, sorry. That is the most important thing. It's like, so I just want to get like I don't believe in perfectionism it's not real there's no such thing as perfect I mean your perfect is different from my perfect and it's it, it's about giving it your best shot so I each week contemplate my mortality I have this which stares us in the face like it's eye level while I do work um, and it's just really good to to keep that in mind so that's one of the principles that you can use to really live your life to the fullest appreciate the people in it and not take anything for granted because tomorrow isn't a given but right now you're here so really utilize it so it's one of my favorites it's really good so um, is it a more farty i don't yeah, know more fatty, a more fatty so it's um it's... you can say it more geordie than i can so it's... <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so it's a more fatty and it's a latin phrase again which is translated to a love of fate so this is this is probably one of the hardest ones to um to just take on for me anyways because it's it's a stoic mindset and which like you're meant to make the best out of any situation so we were just talking about losing a loved one how the heck can you look at a situation like that and love it like it's it's really hard um but it kind of goes back to what what we were on about at the start of this where it's every opportunity is an opportunity to practice a virtue or to get better at something so this book the obstacle is the way i mean this this is where this would fall into really so you you need to look at things in a way that you just have to try and make the best out of any situation because life is going to throw everything at you and that is outside of your control but what you do have is how you respond to the situation so we'll talk about the dichotomy of control at some point and that's really really important for the stoics um so i have another quote here which is from epictetus which says do not seek for things to happen the way you want them to rather wish that what happens happened the way it happens then you'll be happy so don't fight the situation don't don't wish that it would be different because you cannot make it different. So if something's happened, then just embrace it fully. So that's why it's a love affair. It's not some resigned um, 
endurance that you're just going to get through it it's more like you're going to embrace that situation and in the book I think it talks I don't know if it's this book but it talks about Thomas Edison it is um, that book because it's yeah. the only one I've read <laughs> when his <laughs> so factory burns down yeah so his factory burns down and the quote I've got the quote here so he, he looks at his son obviously you would be devastated imagine your factory or your your business his your life's home. work yeah, his life's work burns down. And he says, go and get your mother and all her friends. They'll never see another fire like this again. So that is a more fatty in a nutshell. Like it's, this situation's happened. You cannot change it. So embrace it. And it's really hard for, for things that like losing a loved one or whatever it may be. But, um, but you have to embrace it. It's out of your control. You don't have anything else to do. One of the things that I, you know, was relating back to that is that when I've had, tough times be it family members die or just you know horrible other things the, the almost the one that almost gets me is the fact that you know i will have learned a lot through the process so you know going back 10 15 years of someone i knew who suffered really badly with depression and that was new to me at the time and you know it wasn't a nice situation to be involved in or to help with or whatever but what it did do is teach me a lot about life so that then moving forward for the rest of my life if i ever come across someone that's in a similar position I can handle it so much better and impart advice. And I'm, I'm a lot wiser than I was just yeah. through being exposed to stuff. And, and then likewise, you know, when I've had family members die, it's almost, I, I, try, I try and take the best of their character traits and almost live them on, if that makes sense. So almost, yeah. you know, take, help, use it to help make me better, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look back on difficult experiences normally as like a formative experience, something that makes you better, that teaches you. And at the time it's hard to look at it in that I way i don't think everyone does i think you have a lot of people a lot of people hence it's the whole point so as a stoic you you would and some people will but they've never had a term for it but you also get people and i also have relatives like this that something terrible happens and then it's woe is me my what my life has ended um yeah. it's all other people's fault and they take it and it just cripples them and that yeah, has yeah. to just be a, a mindset well this is it is it's it's the mindset difference so like i've had a lot of stuff happen to me in my life where i could have easily like losing losing my family members at a young age and then losing my mom by the time i was 21 i'd lost both my parents well 20 because it was i was close to being 21 a close friend and various other family members and that could have just i could have just been like right this is it i'm sick like why on earth does this keep happening to me it's so easy to fall into a victim mentality and like it's it's fine you might have to go through that in order to come out of it but it is it's it's that first realization that it's it's your mindset and it's a process to go from a negative mindset to more of a positive outlook but it is totally possible and it's just about training so when I was saying like I, I look back on the situation that's been difficult but I can see the benefits within that situation and more fatty is kind of missing that stage where oh this sucks this is awful why is this happening to me and taking like the benefits that you would see after a situation that occurred and just seeing it straight away in that situation so Thomas Edison there saying look this is the best fire that you're going to see like eat you just embrace the situation to the max and that's what it's about and i mean you don't have any other options so it really it's it just helps you so much it allows you to make the best of any situation turn obstacles into opportunities and just be a better person so yeah it's it's a really good one it's hard but it's a good one okay i can't even say the last one so you're gonna have to help me with this one <laughs> right so this is premeditatio malorum it's another Latin phrase and it's the premeditation of evils. So this is one of my all time favorites. I was doing this yesterday, actually. It's, um, well, you've heard of like positive visualization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is negative visualization. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I was sitting, I was like, what could go wrong today? My laptop could die. Um, oh, wait, you do this on purpose? Yes. So this is a practice. This is a stoic practice, right? So, right. So we'll get you to do it at some point. So, um, you you literally meant to imagine the things that could go wrong or the things that could be taken away from you and i know it sounds crazy but there is there's benefits in it so um I, I did have my coin and i've lost my coin so we'll just deal with that but there's there's a quote here from seneca which will explain it a bit more 
What is quite unlooked for is more crushing in its effect. An unexpectedness adds to the weight of a disaster. This is a reason for ensuring that nothing ever takes us by surprise. We should project our thoughts ahead of us at every turn and have in mind every possible eventuality instead of only the usual course of events. Rehearse them in your mind, exile, torture, war, shipwreck, all the terms of our human lot should be before our eyes. So by imagining things that could go wrong, you're far less likely to be knocked off course because you've okay. already contemplated the things that could go wrong. You can put a plan in place. You you don't have to like enjoy that the situation that might happen. And it might not even happen. It's just about imagining all of the potential possibilities that could go wrong. And I think in business, this is a really, really good mindset or tool to use because it's not like life is difficult and not everything is going to go to plan. So it prepares you for crises that may occur and it gives you time to put to put a plan, a plan in place or it takes the blow away from a situation. So it just, it makes things easier to handle. So um. So yeah, like it's it's just a really good thing to do. I know it sounds weird to, to imagine the no, negative. I, I get it, but you know, it's almost like we 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 talk about in in the business course from a business context. Almost, it's like a pre mortem. Imagine everything that could go wrong, mm. so that you can. But then, likewise, if you imagine, okay, if my wife dies today, and then when she doesn't, it seems positive. And we've had a question come in, and it's to do with how does someone almost deal with the mindset around if you have you're planning for a long term business goal, but almost right. you know that there's going to be sacrifices for many years to almost help you, you know, get to that point. It could be um, you're going to launch a new business, and you know that you might currently earn. 40 grand a year but you're gonna have to drop to 15 or if anything even not even pay yourself but to get to a point where you know you're almost accepting the challenge that you're about to go on because mm -hmm. you think the the you know the end goal is is worth it hopefully that's paraphrased the question you right. know does that make sense so it's almost planning for sacrifice okay so if like is that in relation to the more fatty, which we just talked about, maybe? Well, so in, in the context of the question, it was to do with a, a business goal. So if you're going to launch a business, mm -hmm. but actually you know that you're going to have a lot of sacrifice to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Any almost mindset tricks or anything that could help deal with that? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like all of the things we've talked about so far would definitely help with that. But I think just embracing the sacrifice, like the Stoics talk about, um, internalizing goals as opposed to externalizing so um what really think about why you're doing it so if you're doing it for what we just said the material wealth or something like that that can be really difficult because it's not necessarily something that's in your control so the sacrifices are good and worth it but you should kind of make an internal goal so really change the way you think about it and why you're doing it and think that you're doing it for yourself you're doing to better yourself or your family or whatever that may be um but just all of the things we've talked about so far so like the premeditatio malorum you know you're going to have sacrifices you know it's going to be difficult so imagine the things that could go wrong and hopefully that takes away some of the difficulties of mm -hmm. what you're going to face um I would also say this, this is kind of off topic a little bit, but journaling, like, I don't know if people do journaling, but you're allowed, like it, it's, the Stoics talk about journaling massively. It's really important. Marcus Aurelius's meditations is literally a book to himself. It's, he's battling like being an emperor and handling all these situations that are difficult and trying. So um, that might be something good to do if you, if you know you're going to have a situation that's really tough for you to handle. Because one, you can look back on your progress. You can also handle the situations as they come up. You can write about them. You can kind of battle the things that you're dealing with. Um, but yeah, kind of internalizing the goal as, a, as opposed to like having this external external goal where it's like, I want to set up a business and do this. Like it's, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I think it does. Because just to like kind of throw my two pence in, it's almost that with, so I, in theory, have made a lot of sacrifices in the past 18 months. But I almost, I enjoy the process. Like I was in the office at half six this morning. I was in super late on a Tuesday. But actually... I'm doing it for myself and I'm proud of myself for doing it. And it's almost, it's that process that 
a lot of people would think I was crazy in the amount of time and effort and pain and thought and processing and stress and stuff that I'm putting myself through. And these are the sacrifices that I've done. But actually, you, you a lot of people talk about how it's the, the journey itself that you actually look back on and enjoy. And yeah. hopefully touch someone in 10 years' time if I do achieve what I want to. Ironically, I think it will be driving a 12-year-old car with a dent in the door and coming in at 6.30 and really working hard. I think will yeah. actually be what I'll look back on fondly and enjoy as opposed to, as in that sacrifice isn't actually a sacrifice it's actually the bit which i'll probably appreciate most as opposed to a ferrari mansion holiday whatever which i hope will come but actually you know that could be a way to almost view the sacrifice it's almost you know the sacrifices are letting you live your dream uh, and hopefully that might might help but if not please drop in the comments and i'm sorry if we made a hash of your kind of question um can we jump on to the dichotomy of control please we can so um so this is like really really important it's a core stoic tenant and i have some quotes here but it's what it sounds like it's literally distinguishing what is in your control from what is not in your control and by doing so this massively simple trick it allows you to get bothered about what you should get bothered about and not like not give your attention to the things that you cannot control whatsoever um so this this comes from epictetus but that's a bit misleading because Epictetus actually didn't write anything down. He was a bit like Socrates. He was like, no, I'm not writing anything down. So he had a student called Ariane, and that's who wrote um, Discourses, Fragments, and the Handbook. So everything that comes from Epictetus is sort of paraphrased from Ariane. Um, so it's an understanding of what is up to us and what is not up to us. So this is a quote from, from Epictetus. There are things which are within our power and there are things which are beyond our power. Within our power are opinion, aim, desire, aversion, and in one word, whatever affairs our own. Beyond our power are body, property, reputation, office, and in one word, whatever are our own property and our own affairs. And then he carries on and he says, the chief task in life is simply this to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself which are externals not under my control and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? So you control how you respond to a situation that that's within your control. You control your opinions, your goals, your desires, um, your actions, but you don't control how other people think of you, the reputation. You don't control basically your body. You, you don't control whether you get sick. You, you, you do have some control over that. Like you could exercise, eat healthy diet, stuff like that. But you could, let's take COVID, I suppose you could catch COVID or anything. Mm -hmm. So just by like having that simple distinction between what you do control and what you don't control, it allows you to just focus on the things that really matter. And it's like, it's such a small mindset shift, but you like, you just ask yourself, is this something that I have any control over? If it is, then like get bothered about it. But if it isn't, just don't even care about it. Don't even humor the idea of like giving any time and effort towards it because it's going to be a futile attempt if you do. So um, there's also a book that's um, a, a guide to the good life. And this talks about a trichotomy of control. So it kind of takes, um, it takes Epictetus' dichotomy of control and adds one more um, category to it. So those things within our control, those things outside of our control, and those things we have some control over, so let's imagine starting a business. You control the effort you put in. You control the goals you put in, but you don't control whether people buy your products. You don't control whether you have like better competitors in the market and stuff like that. So it's just really about prioritizing the things that are up to you and the things that aren't up to you. And in any situation, just ask yourself, is this up to me? Like, do I have control over it? Because if you do, then then yes, like work towards it. But if you don't, there's absolutely no point in putting any effort in it. So like you shouldn't care about what people think about you. You shouldn't care about material goods too much because at the end of the day, that could all disappear and it doesn't really matter. Can I ask what you're like in airports? If you know your flight's going to be delayed, does it annoy you? So this is the thing, right? I've only been on a few, I, I don't think it would annoy us that much, um, unless like I had an event to get to and I'm like, I'm gonna miss the event. But um, I've only been on a plane like a few times and I went to Spain with my best friend when I was like 
maybe like 10 or something. And then I went to Australia, which was my first big like travel. And I am not a fan of planes. Like, honestly, it really, it scares us. I know it's really irrational because you're like on the plane and you're like, right, this is it. I'm in it. So I just need to keep going. But um, yeah, like, I don't think it would bother us. Like it's, it's outside my control. So why, why would I let it bother us? And that's an opportunity to read a book or catch up on emails or whatever it may be, fill in the blank. But like, you can always utilize the time. Because what I always used to find is that with, I'm kind of okay if I know my train's going to be delayed or whatever, but my wife hates it. She panics, she gets really annoyed. And my point is always, look, Lisa, you can't do anything about it. You just have to wait. We can't make the plane come quicker or the turn around or whatever. And it's just, it, it's a practical thing that everyone gets affected by. But sometimes it just, there's nothing you can do. Although the one interesting hack that I did learn, I learned this on the uh, Eurostar on the way back from Paris once, was that she was worried that we weren't going to make our connection at St. Pancras to go back up to Newcastle. And she was panicking quite a lot. And we'd been together probably 15 years at this point, so I knew her pretty well. And what I started to do, and she never watches this, so it's fine. I started <laughs> to pretend to panic. So I started to say that I was worried about the changeover or whatever. And basically she then mind flipped and changed to then try and calm me down. And therefore she was less panicky. So now if that ever happens, I just totally mind mess with her pretend but it works but the point is it's just yeah it's when something is completely out of your control you know it, like it is what it is it's annoying but you know don't let it ruin your day um i am conscious of time because we've been talking for a while um can we skip the journaling one or do you think it's important that people should no, it's fine like it just it's one of the main stoic like things so like i have this which is like what a journal and it goes hand in hand with the daily stoics it has a, a question prompt which is really good but just to to talk about journaling quickly just get the meditations it is marcus aurelius's personal journal it's him grappling with his own thoughts to be a good person and like it's an amazing book so that's more than enough on journaling yeah, i haven't started it yet because i've got another guest on monday that i'm trying to read his book before i start this one but it's just it's uh i'm probably going through one a week at the moment so it's quite a lot just to keep bashing through it's pick it up randomly like you don't have to read it from like front to back because it's yeah. just it's random passages so but yeah you'll love it no cool um so we we have a section which we do at the end of every interview where i ask katie a few different questions but hopefully people have uh, enjoyed it if you've got any last minute questions please drop them in the chat and i'll try and grab katie before we finish um so within uh, youtube and everything that i do i always love to ask people because actually i get a lot of value from this i could say this is completely selfish and it's just a way for me to learn from other people um but actually i love it when people share because everyone has different advice and viewpoints and experiences and stuff that actually both you getting to share that i think will help people and this has got its own section on youtube but actually it's often just really interesting to, to to kind of ask um would you be happy to share what's the best piece of advice you've ever had yeah sure so i struggled with this question because i've had a lot of i've had a lot of good advice but it's always been like in relation to a specific question i've, I've asked someone or something um but i'd probably say a few things that i've have come up from from different people is that your mindset is your biggest asset but it can also be your worst enemy which is obviously we've talked a lot about this throughout um and that just be your best friend your own best friend and not your worst enemy because like you, you have to champion yourself if you're not going to do it no one else is going to do it so just just have a good mindset believe in yourself even when you don't feel like it um and just 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 go for it yeah I, I think it's awesome because often people are very self-critical. I am, my wife is, a lot of people are. And the thing that I always try and use is say to them, look, if, if your, fr your best friend went through this exact same thing or did the same thing, what would you say to them? And of course, it's like, oh, hon, don't worry. Da, da, da. But people are always, we're all really, really hard on ourselves that actually sometimes it helps. There's, um, there's a stoic like practice called cognitive dissonance and it's it's what you've just said there imagine that someone else has the problem that you're dealing with and it this happens like you you don't get so bothered you're like oh really you're getting bothered about that and you, you offer some advice up um but it's hard when we're in one subjective bubble to be objective and yeah. give advice so yeah that's cool um the next question i always love to ask is that if you were to give advice to your younger self so this is literally two mini katie at any point in the past um what would it be trust the process okay so trust that things will work out and um, 
because they always do like whether it's it works out the way you want it to work out or not that doesn't matter but there's been so many times in my life where I've overthought something or I've just got stressed where I haven't needed to to get stressed about this and just trust the process no matter what you're going through trust that it will pass and it will work out how it is supposed to work out that's what I would say to myself I think it's classic because I must have a lot of like how many times if you're worried that you might have an argument with someone you run through that argument in your head a hundred yeah. times in every possible variation then you actually see the person oh it was fine yeah. <laughs> and, and happens all the time but it's just it's the principle of we we're often our own worst enemy which i know is obviously the whole point but it's just it's it's true um before we kind of wrap up is there anything you would like to talk about or plug before we go yes because i have some things on stoicism that i knew i'd forget to say this is no, why that's, that's cool so, in this book, um, it mentions the three disciplines of stoicism, which are perception, action, and will. So perception is how you view things, how you see the situation. Um, action is what actions do you take. And then will is how you bear the situation when all agency is gone. So that's something really important to remember, that they're the three disciplines of stoicism. And then... Um, and what we've talked about, just like virtue is sufficient for happiness for the Stoics. And the key to a good life is cultivating an excellent mental state. So that's what this philosophy can do for you. It can help you build a robust sense of self and a strong mindset. And um, yeah, I have a quote to leave with, which is it, it basically encompasses what Stoicism is and these three um, disciplines. So objective judgment now at this very moment, unselfish action now at this very moment, willing acceptance now at this very moment of all external events. That's all you need. So that's from Marcus Aurelius. So we have missed so much of the philosophy out because it's incredibly difficult to fit it all in. But I do have a book that... Um, is it gone right it's this book so it talks about the three the three pillars of sources and basically you have logic physics and ethics so if you really want to delve more into the stoic system as a whole then get stoicism by john sellers also lessons in stoicism by john sellers it is an amazing book um and yeah just be stoic like give it your best shot <laughs> yeah, cool um so how can people find you follow you whichever yeah, sure. So um, if you head to my website, just the savvystoic.com, everything's linked there. But I am on Instagram and Twitter, and that's at the Savvy Stoic. LinkedIn is just Katie Stidolf, and um, Facebook is Katie Stidolf, aka the Savvy Stoic. But if you just head to my website, all of it's linked, so it's easier. Cool. Well, I genuinely appreciate your time. Hopefully, people found uh, kind of value in that today. Um, I think it's a really interesting um, topic and concept because, ironically, it affects everything you know in the past i've spoke to people about facebook ads and i've talked to people about their own business and whatever but ironically they are all subsets of the bigger picture of how you actually view the world what you do how it works whatever and actually mindset i think ironically yes you can learn the skills to be an engineer or a lawyer or a classical uh, painter or whichever but every single one of those people has to deal with what goes on in their own head and how to make the best of life and that yeah. kind of thing as well so i do think people you know should maybe check out some of the stuff i actually really enjoyed this so the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday um and actually he's got a youtube channel which is pretty good as well just yeah. maybe like a taster kind of thing as well um so katie thank you for your time today um it's been wonderful to catch up and hopefully i'll speak to you soon thanks bye no cheers bye bye